Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Charlotte Flair mixes it up with Rhea Ripley. Ricochet is the number one contender in Saudi Arabia. The Wednesday Night Wars, that and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. Now you have to do Ricochet like that. (laughs) Well, I mean, it is Saudi Arabia. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Pistol Heat Maravich. <laughs> to my left, as always, we have Two Beers, Zach Bowman. What's going on, Two Beers, Zach? Zach has no idea. And, yes, <laughs> he does. No, he doesn't. And low, these just keep getting either more obscure or I just keep getting dumber. I have no fucking idea. I told you you didn't have any idea. You all know idea. who Pistol Pete Maravich is? Pistol Pete? Yeah. And Perry Mason? No, oh, no, no, Jesus. no. How are you, Zach? That's a that's a Nas line. That's you know, I've only heard of Pistol Pete in a Nas lyric. That's it. I love Nas. Illmatic or Stillmatic or it was written. Uh it was actually later than that. It was uh on uh uh I am no. It was later. This is great pod. Life and, is good. It and, was on Life is Good. And to his left, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to pull down the latest edition of the band from Ringside Podcast, volume 141, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I'll see you in about a month. Um, Illmatic was my favorite Nas album, just for the record. Uh when you get all those producers on one album and it was a bunch of super producers at the time, I think that is something to be said for the artist himself. From there, let's talk a little wrestling. Illmatic's like one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. Like just albums in general. Not even just like hip hop. It's it's fucking dope. Uh, We'll talk about this. We'll keep this going on our other podcast. (laughs) Band from (laughs) B-Side. But... Before we get too far into it, we are coming at you from the exquisite basement in South City. Home of the metronome. And it is a little snowy outside tonight no, in St. Louis. Well, it's, it's cold outside. If it was, it's I cold. wouldn't be here. It's cold as shit. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, he ain't even coming. I ain't even, I ain't but I'll tell you what, boy. guys, I'm a bachelor until Tuesday. Jesus Christ. Pray for this man for the next, what, one, two, three, four, four days? Dropped. Could, could be longer depending on your actions. <laughs> <laughs> Dropped my wife off at the airport uh, this morning at 3.30 in the morning, like the good husband that I am. Also got my fish tickets for the Gorge this week today. Oh, you're going to the Gorge? Going to the Gorge Have for you the been? second time. Yeah, oh, second fuck. time I'm going to the Gorge. The I can't gorge. wait to see something in the Gorge. Woo, baby, it fucking rules. But uh, we got a bunch of stuff to get to tonight. True. I hope everybody had a good week. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Without further ado, let's get to that three count. 
Hit me up, JCB. The Queen returns to Full Sail. Charlotte Flair comes to Full Sail to announce who, well, I shouldn't say who she was going to challenge for their title. Uh, I guess it was up to Rhea Ripley at this point to accept the challenge, whatever the case may be. This is why I don't like this storyline. It's a ratings grab, but nonetheless, Charlotte comes to Full Sail to, I guess, announce who she's going against. If she's going against Rhea, will Rhea accept the challenge, even though Rhea said, hey, I want to fight you at WrestleMania? Neither here nor there. Starts off with Charlotte and Bianca Belair actually in the ring together, which I thought this was probably the better of the two, I guess, interactions that they could. Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair have a really amazing chemistry, and I think that really showed in this uh, little vignette or whatever the case may be, but definitely showed in the Royal Rumble match from a couple weeks ago. That said, Rhea Ripley comes down. Everything kind of breaks down into Charlotte Flair then getting jumped by the NXT women, uh, a weird double-team flapjack ends the segment where Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair are basically talking shit to each other, and that's how this How are we ends. ever going to know if you're actually having a stroke? Uh, trust me, you would know. I'm, I was getting ready to say I would usually foam, and then you would probably ask me to hit this weed. And if Like I, I said, how weed, are we ever going to know? If I couldn't hit the weed, then that's the problem. Then you know there's a serious issue. So you left out the part where Rhea Ripley showed up on Raw, which – instigated kind of the whole thing well i think i would like to assume that we all know this but yes rhea ripley did come to raw on monday night to paint the the picture man just paint the picture look i'm i'm not an artiste okay this is how i do it you are the host that's why you get paid the big bucks that said yes rhea ripley did come to monday night raw to basically challenge charlotte flair to the wrestlemania match Charlotte kind of shuns her off like I think she should because this is NXT, and as much as I like to say NXT is the third brand, and to my opinion, it is the third brand, if you're Charlotte Flair, I just have a hard time understanding why you want to go back for the NXT title. But Kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. Right. I think it's a – I understand I want all the gold, but the, the, the logic – kind of is a little skewed, at least in my opinion, neither here nor there. Long story short, we still don't have an answer from Charlotte Flair, but in one non-humble man's opinion, I'm smelling a Bill Vagie special for WrestleMania. Back-to-back triple threats. We're going to go Bianca Belair. We're going to go Rhea oh. Ripley. We're going to go Charlotte Flair. That's my guess. It can't happen at, uh, was that, TakeOver Portland. I see Charlotte interfering in that to setting up this triple threat match at WrestleMania. Zach? I don't know. Um, I haven't thought about that. I don't necessarily see them putting Belair on the WrestleMania card, even though, I mean, it would make sense, like, the way that you laid it out. I just I see it more of the uh, singles match, especially after they did the triple threat last year to main event. I don't know. We'll see. I'd be interested in it. I didn't really think about it either. I just watched the Charlotte Flair NXT 
segment just now, right before we started recording. And now that you say that, like, why else would they have Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley uh, team up on Charlotte? But, I think it was just like to show, like, you know, let's not forget about Bianca Belair because, you know, kayfabe style, like, she could take style, this title in Portland, even though nobody has her right nobody's betting that she's going to take the title in portland but you know realistically in storyline she easily could and then it would be charlotte challenging bel-air i see if she wanted the title unless they need us they need to tell us in storyline like jason said why she'd be going after the nxt title maybe is it the title or is it just ripley you know because maybe she just wants ripley and this is the only way that she could do that well then these the promo she cut on Monday night was, you know, she wants all the gold. She wants all the gold. Okay, but here's the problem. You have all the gold. You're, you've won the NXT championship. She even had the Divas. She's had it all. Okay. I mean, there is there a – she hasn't been tag team champion, and clearly that's not anything that is on her radar or on Vince's radar at that point. At some point, we'll check that box off, I'm sure. You think Vince even remembers that they have it? Uh, I mean, I – See, you fucked up, man. You know, like, you know, I, I'm trying not to, I'm, I, I'm trying to get away from fancy booking because anytime I listen to any wrestling podcast, including ours, you try to get away from fancy booking. It's almost impossible to get away from fancy booking. I would have, I would have Charlotte being like, I'm sick of you running your mouth and thinking you're the shit and I'm going to take you down a peg. And yes, guess what? I can take your NXT title too. I think that would make the most sense more than I want all the gold. Like Zach said, she's had all the gold. She already won the NXT championship. How about this? I'm sick of fighting Becky. Just like all you, if she would come out and say, I'm sick of fighting Becky, just like all of you are watching me fight Becky. That would okay. that'd be fucking yeah, great. Yeah, I then, was going to say, yeah, it just, I want to go fight Ripley. I, I guess that's where I have a problem with this. There's not logic to it, and she hasn't outwardly said, Rhea Ripley has beaten me. Now I want revenge. Sometimes the. The best matches are just a simple angle. See, that's a, I want revenge. That's the difference between me and you, though, is because I don't have a problem with it at all. Like, it, as long as it ends up being a a match at WrestleMania and ends up being a decent match, I don't even care who goes over. If Charlotte wins and then Charlotte goes on NXT on Wednesday nights for a couple months, I'm also okay with that. Like, if it is the third brand, which it basically is now, I mean, it gets as much time on television albeit not on Fox television, but it gets two hours of television every single week, then it essentially is the third brand. I will. It's on the same channel. As I will agree with you on that. The reason why I would disagree with you is where you have the draft. NXT didn't draft. NXT got. Right. But that the last time they had a draft, there was no NXT on USA, though. Right. No, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I mean, I think, I I mean, we saw it, uh, we saw it on Royal Rumble. Like, NXT is here to stay. No, I mean, you can. For the time being, you can go Survivor Series and, and go that route where NXT kind of, you know, quote unquote, makes their mark. I guess. I mean, I think USA's got to be happy with the ratings. They were probably like, holy shit, I can't believe it's doing this well. And that's why I'm thinking they're doing this. It's, it's a bigger ratings picture. Yeah, Charlotte and Rhea Ripley, 
definitely sounds like an interesting match. Charlotte and Bianca Belair sounds like an interesting match. If you if you wanted to do all three, it would be even more interesting. I'm just a firm believer that a I think Charlotte has ran her course with Bailey and Becky, so that's why you don't yeah. want to go that route. So this is the route they want to go, and now on top of it, it helps the ratings battle against AEW. Whether you want to admit it or not, whether you think so or not, I'm I would put good money on the fact that this is part of their thought process. Yeah, that's fine. Zach, I'm going to ask you to give me three numbers. First one being on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited would you be for Charlotte versus Bailey at WrestleMania? 69. <laughs> that's already two numbers. You've already wasted two of your numbers. I only asked for three numbers. Uh, Charlotte versus Bailey? Yeah. Great uh, shit. I mean, what, five? Because like it that could gives be you a five. It's like Ugh. a two for me. I was, it, I was it, thinking it could two. be a good match. Like that's why it gets the five because it. Had, okay. I mean, it could be a good match. So Charlotte versus Becky at WrestleMania. What's your interest level? Eh, like maybe six. And what's your interest level for Flair versus Rhea Ripley? Uh, like eight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what it is. It 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 like it's more exciting to fans. Fans do not want to see, especially marks like Zach. You know, Mark, <laughs> like it just everybody's excitement level is way higher for Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. And on on a card that's probably going to have 12 to 13 matches, if not more, Oof. then it's OK to have one that's going if 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 it doesn't if I was kidding about Zach being a Mark, obviously. But if it's not going to get the excitement of the kids and the people that don't that aren't part of the smart mark community, the internet wrestling community like we are, then they can kind of throw this one away and give this one to us, right? It might not even be on WrestleMania either. It could just be on the, you know, the takeover. Yeah, I mean, that's true too. I mean, they could do Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley at the takeover before WrestleMania. Actually, you should book the territory. Um, They could do it on Raw. Are we sure they're going to do a takeover for WrestleMania weekend? They are. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I don't see why you wouldn't. Well, it's, I like, mean, it's like the biggest, supposedly the biggest one, right? Yeah, but I mean, obviously, you know, we're doing Portland in like a couple weeks. I mean, Portland, usually it's next week. Okay, next week. Usually we do it with in conjunction with the big four. That's all I'm saying. I mean. No, I see what you're saying. Uh, no, I don't think that we are sure. It looks like Zach's looking it up. While he's looking it up, we have um, some more women's wrestling news is that Naomi made her big return on SmackDown, and she came out with a little different look. I she thought that had, was Daft Punk. She had the – I thought it was Dead Mouse. She had, uh, she had her fro. Like, oh, Dead Mouse got a fat ass. <laughs> she, <laughs> she, she had he the fro kicking. Uh, she went up and uh, uh, she confronted Bailey. No, lay the SmackDown on her if you want to go. Lay the route. SmackDown on her. Uh, Naomi being back is cool. Naomi has always been somebody that is underused. If you ask me, uh, everybody got real wrapped up in the four horsewomen, which is Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, and Bailey. But Naomi is maybe not the best wrestler, but she's certainly the most athletic. Oh, I would say, if not the most athletic, easily top two or three in the company. Um, I just don't think that with when they, I think they, they of Naomi's title run 
I see her and Lana. I don't see any real, like, in, investment in the title reign or her character. It was just basically, okay, she has the title, and now what do you want to do? Okay, let's throw Lana against her multiple times. I mean, it's it's not a knock against the character. I like Naomi's character. It's just a simple fact for me. I don't think that they did enough to elevate her character to even rival one of the four horsewomen or Ronda Rousey, for that matter. Hell, you mean in the past? In the past, yeah, for sure. I think they, they made her return seem like a big deal on Friday night. Yeah, I think if the rumors are true, if Sasha Banks can't go, this might be get the backup off, plan. Get off the dirt sheets, man. Um, hey, man, look. Uh, Ruby Riot made her return Monday night also to beer. Any yeah. thoughts on Ruby Wright? Just lame that they did that whole, oh, we get the baby face pop just to get the heat for her to turn heel on Liv. It just annoyed me. But it's good to see Ruby Riot back because uh, she's one of the better in-ring workers uh, in that division. So Yeah, they need depth in a serious way. And so Ruby let me uh, let definitely me... add to that. Go ahead. You guys are... You guys are really bringing me down here. I told you that I was a bachelor until Tuesday. I bought my fish tickets. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, this is going to be a good day. A, a little bit of a buzz. And you guys, every time I'm trying to say, oh, this is good, you guys are like, oh, yeah. So, we got Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley. We got did, Becky. Did I, did I not put over? No, you didn't put anybody over. Uh, Liv I, is getting some rub. Naomi makes her return. Ruby Riot makes her return. She's one of the better workers. We still have Ronda Rousey, who may or may not be in for WrestleMania, and I still think we're going to have Shayna Baszler against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's so going to be a thing. when you say that they need some depth, God damn, it seems like they have some fucking depth. And that doesn't even mention Asuka and Kyrie Sane, who hold the tag belts. Okay. Oh, they have a roster, but they don't necessarily utilize it. I just to... named a bunch of people that could be or are in storylines. Okay, so let's break it down then, shall we? No. I, no? No? No, then let's not. Go ahead. No, let's not. I don't want you over there rubbing your head about the shit, okay? Here's my problem with it. You have storylines, but these, these storylines are not working okay they're not you're putting it's round hole square peg which it's not, not going to work which one's not working though well shit i mean i'll say this for me personally lana and live can go live and ruby riot makes sense they, I'll they give were you that. they were together you like mean, they had mean, that faction. You mean Lana and Liv can go in terms of a storyline? Oh yeah, for sure. I thought they already exnated that. They were or they weren't. We, still we doing went that, were they? we went probably two weeks too far, especially after the heels okay, won it back so, to back. So you're weeks. good with Liv and Ruby, right? Perfectly good with that. Okay. Okay. Now Becky is the big question. How are we gonna get Becky and Shayna together when you have a, another rematch against Oscar again? Okay. Now. <laughs> It's just logic. Oscar just lost. So how does she get a rematch? They do that shit all the time. It's just it's yeah. I know. Annoying. What do you mean? How do you get a rematch? How do you get, no, 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 no. It would be different if Oscar was the champion. Then you can get the you can play the rematch card if you want to, or you don't get the rematch clause. They I don't just know did it anymore. With Umberto Carrillo and Andrade, okay, they do the you. same. They do it all the time. Like you, you lose a match and somehow 
you automatically get a rematch just because they just want to do a different angle. Um, and it wasn't just because of Andrade's suspension. They do that shit all the time. But uh, I didn't mean to, like, poo-poo too hard on your Ruby Riot return and bum you out here. Uh, I just don't like the excessive heat, even though, logically, it makes sense for them to have, like, a little bit of a feud. Like, they work well together. I'm sure they're friends. Like, I'm sure that that will be a good program because they're both good in the ring. It's just, it annoys me whenever you have that babyface return because everybody gets it, and then they just kind of waste it on heat. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Well, that would have been yes. I mean, yeah, I get C what Seth you're. Rollins. I get what you're saying, but I mean, they're definitely pushing uh, Liv Morgan or Liv or whatever they're calling her now. They're definitely pushing her as the babyface here, here, mm-hmm. and it makes way more sense for Ruby Riot to be the heel. Like, no I understand what you're saying. Like, why waste it and then make them a heel instantly, a la Seth Rollins when he came back from his big injury. Yeah, probably it'll the most... be a fine program. Okay, I'm just trying to say that the the women's the women's division, I think it does have a lot of depth and a lot of upward mobility right now. When you consider that Shayna Baszler isn't even in the mix yet, they just included Rhea Ripley. If I would have asked you guys, if not you guys, sorry Zach, if I would have asked you, Jason, a month ago, Ooh, what if they include? What look if at they, I'm getting mad. What if they <laughs> What if they include Rhea Ripley? You'd be like, yeah, that'd be cool, but they ain't gonna do it. So I don't uh, like. Let me see if they do it. Maybe if they see if they do it, maybe then I'll get excited about it. But until that, then, I ain't gonna get excited about it. Of me, by the way, that's know, horrible. That's, I think it's pretty good. Actually. No, that's that's brutal. Zach, Zach, come on, one to one to ten. Come I'm on, gonna huh? be impartial here. How good is the impression? I don't know. It it it, one it, ebbs, it ebbs and flows. It right tonight. I think it's Evan. <laughs> Whatever. Is that good or bad? No, it's bad. Fuck. <laughs> I see you so full of shit. You know what? That's enough. Let's get to our two counts. One, two. Just three. so I can't retort. All right. My favorite part of the show. Does Zach remember what the two count is? And low ricochet is. Ah, there we go, my man. The number one contender for Saudi Arabia is. Is there a name for this one? Yeah, Super Showdown. Super Showdown. That's what they always call it. Blood in the sand. November to dismember. <laughs> I was getting ready to say we had to have something that rhymes too. I mean, come on now, we can't have something like that and not do a little Don King impersonation on that one. But yeah, they, um, you know, they got. Ricochet going with Brock in a program that ultimately means nothing. It's on a Thursday afternoon. <laughs> Not many people are going to watch it, which I'm is so glad I, I have to work on Thursday. That's that's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to watch it anyway. I wasn't wow. even going to pirate it, but I would like to see those two work together because when you think about like the best Brock matches that we've seen in the last couple of years, they've all been with like smaller dudes like that. You know, like. He had a good match with Finn Balor. He had a really excellent match with Daniel Bryan, uh, even though, like, I hated it at, like, the time because I was, like... No, I was going to say, you know, you were worried for DB's health. I yeah, understand. Getting worked, apparently. Yeah, no shit. But, uh, but, yeah, he, you know, even, like, AJ Styles, not, like, a big guy. AJ, I thought, was the best of the three, like, small man matches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Finn was just basically destroyed by the end. I mean, he put up a little fight. Daniel Bryan was probably somewhere in the middle. I thought the AJ match was the best of the bunch because for like 30 seconds it felt like AJ was getting ready to pull it off and then obviously reality set in from that point, but neither here nor there. Go I ahead. could just see Ricochet, you know, getting a good match out of Brock. It won't be long. 
Uh, but no. I can see, you know, Brock selling for him, Ricochet doing some cool stuff. Uh, so You can see Brock, well, I'm not saying that Brock wouldn't sell, I guess, poor choice of words, but I guess, I guess the argument I see on Twitter is it's not realistic. There's nothing that Ricochet can do that would effectively hurt Brock outside of, like, low blows, anything like that. I don't know, man. You can watch wrestling for the last 200 fucking years and watch big guys versus little guys. I mean, you can't watch it, you know, pre, like, television or whatever, or whatever's, like, online. But, I mean, like, big guy, little guy's been done to death. I mean, it, it's a thing. Like, it's a total, <laughs> it's a total wrestling trope. Uh, and just arguing with those people that say it's not realistic, it... Yeah, in a bar fight, maybe not so much, but even still, like, in an actual fight, like, there are normally weight classes, but still, anything can happen. Like, those old UFCs, whenever there were no weight classes and shit. True story. Dan like, Sever. Yeah, those motherfuckers. Abbott. You know, you got big guys and you got little guys just Boys going in crazy there. crazy tapping guys out twice his size. Yeah, there's, there's stories to be told. Well, and also the thing about Brock is that, I mean, the word on the street is that Brock's been picking his partners picking his opponents for a long time i mean it doesn't strike me as strange at all that Heyman probably loves ricochet yeah he's, for a lot. Su- he's super bullish on ricochet yeah and Heyman has brock's ear and brock likes fighting little guys because it gives him a chance to sell a whole bunch and also gives him a chance to look like a complete monster yeah just throw some motherfuckers around right i mean he obviously likes working against little guys i mean he sells more for little guys than he sells for braun Strowman. yeah you know, so when you have, he probably picked Ricochet. They had that spot on Raw before the Rumble. Ricochet low blowed him, got got him out of the Rumble, and now they're gonna fight. Uh, you know, in Saudi Arabia. It won't be the main event though. I think the main event will probably be, I don't know, you know, hanging some journalists in the middle of the See, ring or something shit. like, something <laughs> like <shit>. that. <laughs> Who's Goldberg going to be fighting? I think they might they do Undertaker fuck. again. I know who's no, I know he's fighting. Like he's going to SmackDown, but I don't know if he's going to SmackDown to challenge a SmackDown person or if he's just going to pop a rating for Fox. I think I think he fights Roman Reigns. At, really? At in Saudi Arabia. That's my guess. I was thinking that he wanted that I, I was thinking that him and Undertaker both wanted to redo that match to kind of erase the last I match. I don't think Undertaker wants to redo it. I think Undertaker's like, nah, fuck that. Don't ever put me in a ring with that motherfucker ever again. I don't know. That's that's my it could guess. Be. My I, I uh, there's not I didn't read the dirt sheets or anything. My guess is if they're like these these Saudi shows are throwaway shows that are there just to make the billions of dollars that they're making from Saudi Arabia and maybe get a little bit of a rating on the network. I mean, I haven't watched the last three, I don't think. I didn't even watch when Bray finally won. I mean, well, I did. No, that was the one where he had the 17 curb stomps, right? Yeah. I I saw the Twitter, see the Twitter gifts, you know? That's about all you really need. Yeah. But. No, I watched the match. I ain't going to lie. I was. Your boy was curious. And just well, I, I can't say I watched the whole thing. Well, I'm not making a judgment on you for watching it. I mean, watch it all you want. No, I just I'm I just good. haven't watched it because they, because they suck. No, I'm good. The and first- because they're not, they don't seem like they're canon. Like they didn't seem canon until 
Bray actually won it, and it's right. like, oh, so this is actually happening right. in in the in the real world. Right. Uh, I the watched re- the first in the real one world of uh, WWE. Yeah, the first one was definitely house showers for sure. That was and how just, Zach won the picks that year, and that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's and that's why we decided to never stopped, do it yeah. again because it was bullshit. Yeah, so that kind of turned me off on that. Um, in this scenario with Brock versus Ricochet, I can't see Ricochet pulling off a. A Bray Wyatt and winning the title here. It's, no, it's definitely going to yeah. be Brock and Drew for it. Might the be, it would match. be fun to watch. Um, yeah, you, I, you mentioned that Saudi Arabia show so. that I that I won the picks on. Sorry, and that was Braun Strowman winning the Greatest Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble, and <sighs> he won his first singles title. Remember, like two years ago on this podcast, and we're like, <sighs> Brock's hot. Throw a title on him. And it took him, Braun, yeah, or Braun. Braun's hot. Throw a title on him, and they waited till this guy cooled off and got even colder and started getting moldy and old, <laughs> and he can't even barely walk. And then they put a title on him. It's impossible. To, that's impossible to argue with, though, because I couldn't believe I I could have swore that he had won an Intercontinental title or something. Nope. Nothing. He only has that green belt that from Saudi is, Arabia. That is astounding. And he won the tag titles with Nicholas. <sighs> And Seth Rollins. No, 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 no. He did? It's hard to I'm tell. Not say, I'm not saying apart. that he didn't. He did, obviously. I'm just saying Nicholas, for me, stands out more because that's how they did this, man. When you had an opportunity to try to make a new star, you chose to take a pass, keep Brock with the title, and then slowly but surely – I look up on Friday Night SmackDown, and I'm seeing Braun Strowman dancing a jig in the middle of the ring. I mean, come on, dude. You, you, he's supposed to be the monster among men, and now all of a sudden you busting a move in the middle of the ring? Stop. Yes, I, I know exactly what you mean. That was one of those WrestleMania moments, though, that they do to pop a crowd, that they do to pop, the, you know, like so they can show up on the Today Show the next day and shit like that. I mean, I, I'm with – I'm with you guys. Like they should have struck while the iron was hot. They obviously didn't. I also think, like Zach said, he's moldy as fuck. I don't care about Braun Strowman anymore. No, I have no, I I give fucking two shits about Braun Strowman. They ruined him. But I think the same way about Nakamura Ugh. and Nakamura. Do you know how long Nakamura held the Intercontinental Title for? It was a good long while, even though it didn't really matter. Do you want to guess? The amount of days that he won the intercon that he held the intercontinental title one seventy five. I was gonna say one eighty two hundred. Ooh, closest uh, guys, without going over. You guys were closer than I would have been because I would have been like I don't know one hundred and ten, one hundred and twenty. No, he, he two hundred days. Point. He held the intercontinental title for more than half a year, and I think he defended it three times. On I was gonna say I can't even remember one defense. I can. Braun Strowman the other night. He well, lost. No, yeah. no, no. I was going to say, there was, I wasn't even going to go Braun Strowman. I was going to try to answer one I can't remember him. one successful defense. Uh, about that? Getting back to the Rollins-Ricochet-Bobby Lashley match the other night, I know I'm a triple threat fan. <laughs> it was a good match. It was a good match. Uh, all three guys worked hard. Uh, when are we going to get – are we ever going to get a Bobby Lashley – I thought that Bobby Lashley was going to win because I thought that everybody had been waiting to see Lashley Lesnar, and this would be a good way to not have to do a program and just kind of get it out of the way because, but I mean, it would look really good on a poster and it would be a, a, a match that I would love to watch because when Lashley is invested and when Lashley is working, Lashley is still really good. I don't know why they haven't done it. 
They just need to pull the trigger on that. Program. I don't think they're ever going to pull the trigger on it. Honestly, I think never. They're both MMA guys. I know it, just, and it makes too much sense. If you wanted to do it, this was the chance to do it, and they went with Ricochet. I either guy is going to lose. I mean, I don't understand unless Heyman is just like Zach said that bullish on Ricochet that a rub for Ricochet against Brock is going to do him wonders down the line. I don't know how that's going to happen because nobody, most fans that run across don't give two shits about Ricochet. He's boring, too many flips, too many spots, yada, yada, yada. I get all that. I respect that. Oh, they must not like superheroes. Yeah, but okay, and that's more of the that's more of the book. Like nobody hated Ricochet when he was wrestling Osprey a couple of years ago. But that's no, no, a, but that's nobody hated him. And that's a different crowd. Lucha though. Underground that, that, either. That's a different crowd though. That's a work rate crowd. That's us. Or I don't know. Lucha, Lucha Underground had like a some casual fan base. Like Ooh. I have friends who don't normally watch that watch Lucha, and everybody loved Ricochet. I've never heard anybody say too many flips about anybody. Flips are cool. Okay. I mean, isn't that what isn't that what Neville was in WWE? But uh, Neville, okay, but you can go that route. But nobody I think said ne- too many flips when he did the Red Arrow. Neville's biggest problem is that in his and WWE's fans, he's too small. He's not small enough. He's not big enough to be a, a heavyweight champion. Are you talking about WWE fans? or Are you talking about Vince? Because uh, I've never heard any WWE fans say that ever. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say again. With, I don't know what your Twitter feed looks like. Okay, God so damn. how many motherfuckers do you follow? Anytime you want to take a look at it, you you'll see what I'm talking about. They're I all still just pull this shit Vince out. Vince bots. Oh, it's just a bunch of bots. <laughs> it's like Vince K six zero eight four two zero five six with an egg avatar, right? Right. <laughs> two followers, yeah. following Talking nineteen, shit. just arguing with somebody, <laughs> right? <laughs> zero followers and zero following. <laughs> anyway, I I would look forward. I mean, we're watching Seth versus Brock right now, just because this is the new rule down here. We're just gonna have wrestling playing. I was wondering why you turned this on. Of all the WrestleManias, he puts on thirty five. Well, I just put it on just because it's last year because I didn't feel like thinking about it that much. But I can tell. Jeez, well, here, just take it. See? I don't, I don't, I'm just give, a sh- I don't give a fuck what we but watch. Say, but the, but I was getting ready to say this is relevant. We're on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. thank you very much, Jason. You're welcome. Uh, I would have watched Lashley versus Lesnar, and I definitely would have. I'm definitely intrigued to watch Ricochet versus Lesnar. Also, yeah, I'm bummed that it's on that show because I probably won't watch it, but. I, I, no, said, I would like to see those. I said, I go ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go back and watch it. I went to Europe it. this just, year, guys. Don't worry about it. I went to Europe. <laughs> I really wish they would have pulled the Lashley-Lesnar trigger. It just it's, makes too much sense. It, it adds the realism that you like from Brock Lesnar, that dose of MMA. They both did it. And like you said, Bobby Lashley went and invested. I mean, hell, look at his run at uh, – over at Impact Wrestling. I, I still think that run is one of the, the better runs that I've seen in a while. I mean, say what you will about the booking. Say what you will about Paul Heyman having his thing with weird relationships, which is clearly where this uh, this Lashley-Lana thing came from. It's not necessarily events. Uh, Heyman used to have all sorts of weird relationship angles back in ECW. No, also. I, no I get it. Lashley's I, put his all into it. 
He's done what he could he, with it. And he is not. He's not on autopilot. Oh, you you mean I gotta go out there and make out with Lana? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I really gotta dial this one in. I'd be there for every moment of that shit too. <laughs> Cold blooded. Like, I just can't believe you didn't get a fucking massive heart on those little tiny red oh, briefs. Oh, no, man, you gotta live the gimmick. No, I was about to say that, that's why she that's why she had her leg up or whatever to hide that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Can't see this shit. <laughs> I'll say that PG rating's gonna go to shit. You no. keep that up. All right, let's I sound break. like a fucking basement incel neckbeard who can't kiss a woman without getting a heart on. I mean, that's basically what you are, except for can't kiss a woman. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring it to her. It is Lana time. though. One, two, three. All right, it's a little hot. All right, you uh, gonna kiss Lana without feeling a little. You know, something down there? No, I mean, Sorry, Rebecca. I is. would never kiss another woman, she ever. Is. Oh. <laughs> no. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, I would. <laughs> In fact, he's going to multiple times right? before Tuesday. <laughs> this weekend! <laughs> you're never going to know. I'm having all my high school buddies over for poker. <laughs> That's it. Gonna I'm going to pass mess. out watching wrestling at 2.30 in the morning. This house is going to be a hot mess by Sunday. No, it's going to be cleaner. I promise. Um, so, we'll get to the Wednesday night wars. Before I leave, I'm going to leave a used condom somewhere. Oh, you just so you come across it. Maybe. Hopefully it's you and not her. Dude, she would know that I would never use one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was fucking in our house? It left a condom. <laughs> Baby, I haven't used a condom since the Bush administration. The first one. Uh, so the Wednesday Night Wars happened uh, last night. I know we've been doing that for the three count, but really, like, of all your wrestling podcasts that cover the week... Probably most of your wrestling podcasts come out on Tuesday because they're trying to cover everything. But us here at Band from Ringside? This is Band from Ringside. We do this shit on Thursday because we them. get you that hot, hot Wednesday Night Wars action. Because everybody else, by the time they do it on Tuesday, Wednesday was a whole week ago. Oh, So we're going to talk about the Wednesday Night Wars and both programs last night. AEW Dynamite and NXT both had good endings. Yeah. Um, well, I'll start with the... Go ahead. Well, which one do you think was better, Jason? One of them was like some of the best television I've seen in a long time. The ending. Oh, uh, yeah. Which a one? AEW struck a chord with me because I'll just say this. As a person that has received that sort of corporal punishment, I could really get into the fact of how... Y- you just don't want to get back up. This shit Jason hurts. Unchained. That's the real question. How did Cody Rhodes not get a hard on? <laughs> okay, Brady so, wasn't so, one hit. So are you all talking about the AEW? We're all talking about the ending of AEW, right? Yeah, yeah man, I thought that, that was, was the that was ending. some old school awesome wrestling. So let me t- let me paint the picture for those of you that might have missed it, or for those of you that didn't watch it. Um, Cody Rhodes and MJF are in the middle of a blood feud. That has been built pretty well, and it seems like it's still building up. Whereas a lot of feuds that last this long seem to crash before you get to the match. This one seems to still be going. They have not even come close to the crescendo. No. And I feel like last night, uh, Cody had to take, I forget why, but Cody had to take. It was MJF's, one of his stipulations. stipulations. If you wanted, if Cody wanted a match with MJF, he had to take 10 lashes. He had to beat Wardlow in a cage match. And there was, I think there was one more. 
Oh, he couldn't touch MJF before the match. So Cody had to take 10 lashes last night with basically a long strap. Yeah, MJF got out there and was like, you know what? My belt's too nice. Okay, give I want to use your belt. And that's all kind of fucked up. That's, yeah. like, that's like saying, you know, because I've, I've heard friends t- tell this story. It's never happened to me. They would get in trouble at their grandparents' house, and the grandparents would be like, go outside and bring me a switch back so I can whoop you with it. What? How's that supposed to work? You going to whip me with a switch and I pick? Yeah. I'm supposed to take my belt off? You going to whip me with it? Shit. Cold-blooded shit, dog. <laughs> Straight but up. But they, they drew it out for a full 20 minutes, though. Yeah. Like, it was really good. It's just pure, you know, for lack of a better term, it's pure sports entertainment. I mean, that's pure wrestling. That's professional wrestling. That's not sports entertainment. That's Yeah, that's but professional, professional wrestling, wrestling is sports inter- entertainment, though. They're, they're the same thing. <sighs> They're the same fucking you've been, thing. You've been brainwashed. No, I haven't. All he did was make up a new term for it. Uh, I'm, it's the I'm, same thing. That's like I'm alternative on, facts. They're still lies. I'm on, oh, Jesus I'm Christ. I'm respectfully disagree. Okay, that's fine. So uh, MJF gets through five. Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Gold Dust, comes running out, says, I'm going to take the rest for him. Uh, Cody looks at him and says, let me do it, let me do it. Uh, Brandy, his wife, who they abandoned her heel. They completely abandoned her heel run in yeah, the last which week is great. or so. Yeah, it, it was the best idea. Uh, okay. They just pulled the plug on it. Ha- have they? Because, I mean, on AEW Dark, she was in the therapist's office, still dressed in the Nightmare Collective wardrobe she's been running for the with the last yeah but i thought that, that was recorded before i'm sure no, i'm sure it is tape recorded i'm just saying that i think they're done with it i think i think, I don't even think they're going to tie up the loose end because awesome kong is going to film glow so she's like done for a little while that's why mel they had mel and luther basically destroy her on uh aw yes. okay so it writes her off story. So line. then Brandy yep. comes out and she pleads with Cody to stop or to plead no, with MJ. She got one more. No, she said one you got more. one more. Yeah. Okay. Same thing with the Young Bucks. They were like, you know, you got three more or whatever. They came out whenever there was like seven. And uh, yeah, MJF basically just said, like, yo, that's not how this works. Like, Dustin, <laughs> Cody has to do it. Yeah. When MJF said that's not how this works, that was really good. It was great. No, I thought, I thought everything that he did. It was measured, and as the lashes got long, but not longer, but, you know, going up towards 10, it built that drama. You brought Dustin out, you know, stop, you know, I'll take the lashes. No, you can't take the lashes. They brought the heels out to watch. Right. That was the trippy part about it. I mean, that was was the very first thing where the heels were like, fucking A, yeah, whoop his ass. It was really good. (laughs) And this shit is not complicated. It is pure baby face versus pure heel. And at the end of it, MJF had so much fucking heat <laughs> with that crowd that a fucking fan attacked him. Yeah. Some drunk ass motherfucker went after MJF because he had so much this heat. Shit last night. I'm like, wait a minute. Is that, that is this happening? That shit doesn't happen anymore. I mean, guys no. used to have like knives pulled on them in parking lots because they were such dickheads, like Roddy Piper and stuff. And like, I mean, there's talks of like people getting stabbed because they were such great heels. And that shit doesn't happen because, you know, we're post-kayfabe. But this angle was so good and so well, you know, well done that a fucking fan attacked MJF whenever he was done. Somebody said it might have been Frankie Kazarian. So, you know, there's that little, little rumor going on out there. 
I mean, whatever. It was a great it angle. It was a great angle. It was Ultimately, a great angle. If it was a fan, it just makes it that much better, and it reinforces the fact why I think MJF is the best heel in professional wrestling. Period. And then at the end of NXT last night, you had Undisputed Era versus uh, Ciampa. Uh, and the Broserweights. And the Broserweights. In a, in, you know, NXT, I think this might be the first time that NXT has been on regular TV that they actually had a multi-man tag match that didn't count for anything in the main event. So I'll give them a pass on that because I, even though that's the way Raw and SmackDown always end, this was okay with me. The Undisputed Era goes over, and then the lights go out. Uh, the three circles flash up on the screen, and then there's black lights all over the ring, and all you can see in black lights is Velveteen Dream standing on top of the turnbuckle, and then he proceeds to beat the shit out of <laughs> all of Undisputed Era. And I have to admit, as a guy who was sitting there watching both shows, I really appreciate that NXT decides to go 10 minutes over because I can watch the end of AEW and then watch the end of NXT. And the end of NXT was hot as shit because Velveteen Dream's probably been off. Has Velveteen Dream been on since they've been on TV? I don't think so. I think no, he has not. He's been out since. October. So that was his no, first. I thought, I thought he was on like the very, one of the first couple episodes because he was the North American champion. Roddy won the North American title on. USA Network on an NXT show. Okay, so he's um, been gone three months. Yeah, but probably. He, but like I said, he was there when it first started, and then subsequently thereafter, he was gone. It had been gone until last night. Also, probably one of their biggest stars. It was hot as shit, though. And the beatdown on Undisputed Era was fun to watch. It was fun watching him. Didn't is, see it coming. Um, this is where I have to remind everybody once again the Velveteen Dream is 23 years old. Which is, which is good because it's amazing. No, because right now the the title picture is a little convoluted. We got to figure out Portland first, and then Velveteen Dream could get in from that point. Whether you want him to go after the North American title again or the uh, the NXT title, I think first things first. His tights basically say who his uh, first opponent is going to be. That's Roderick Strong. You got my wife's face. And her name on your tights, Psh, that's game on. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that's oh, next level trolling. Extra. I had to pause that shit three times and be like, is that what I think? Oh, man, hell no. So those are the two big takeaways from uh, Wednesday night. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? Hangman Page continues mm. his slow turn against the elite, and I kind of like it because they're making the elite look like the heels and Hangman look like the baby face. It's so good. I was talking with uh, – Joey on the way over here about this, how Hangman's character went from who is he to, okay, he's a title contender, apparently. Uh, why? Oh, he won a battle royal. And then, oh, now he's a cowboy, but still, like, who is he? He never talks to now, like, one of the best, most complicated, like, characters on the roster because he was in the title picture. I'd say the most. He's fallen from kind of grace and the way he's dealing with that is turning against his friends and, and drinking. Drinking. <laughs> and drinking. And but he's not doing it in like a dickish way, too dickish. 
Like people, oh, that was good to say. There was a couple of times some, it was like, okay, that's stuff. a dick move. Adam oh yeah, Page. like Come when he handed now. Young Bucks the nameplate and yeah. said, like, yo, you might need these someday. You <laughs> know, but still, like everything, like could also be ascribed to like good naturedness. You know, nah, like, that good wasn't natured, no good natured ribbing. That was that was a straight up dick move. You might need this someday. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's really fun. Looks like we're gonna get uh, Dijakovic or Dijakovic versus Keith Lee at Portland. Also, again, um, yeah. Have they had a takeover match? Not takeover. They've, They've had a bunch a take- of TV yeah, matches. I was gonna say a bunch of TV matches. A bunch. Of, I mean, obviously a bunch of TV matches, but a takeover match. I think I, this. I think it's time for them to have at least one. No, this should be their one and probably their last one for a while. I kind of wish that they would have not had you know, match three or four in this series, just have the first two right. matches, they both split the matches, and then just have them separate and then culminate into this match. Yeah, like I wouldn't a- have cared who who is the title holder. That ultimately doesn't matter. I think these two inside the ring have such a good chemistry that it wouldn't matter who's the heel or who's the face, who's the champion, who's not. That's one of those matches I'm really looking forward to from uh, TakeOver Portland. Dijakovic and Keith Lee is going to be off the fucking chain. So NXT TakeOver Portland has Dijakovic versus Keith Lee. It's got Cole versus Chomp. It's got Gargano versus Balor. It's got Belair versus Ripley. It has Undisputed Era versus the Broserweights. And I think there's one I'm missing. Oh, how the, much Bobby Fish? How much fish could Bobby Fish fry? <laughs> Bobby Fish could fry fish. Catanzaro, Casey Catanzaro versus Dakota Kai, right? I thought it would be... Tegan Knox. Or Tegan Knox. That's what I meant. That's, 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 that's what a meant. street fight. Right. Um, so that, that, in your words, that's a loaded fucking card. That's a loaded fucking card, man. That looks really good on paper. Uh, yeah. And that's a that's that's a that's an entire card without one of the hottest guys, without Velveteen Dream, and without one of the hottest guys on the roster, in my opinion, which is Angel Garza, who called out Jordan Devlin at the end. Of his match with Swerve please, God, on NXT. Please. Now, <laughs> I, I, as much as I want to see that match, I like keeping NXT takeovers at five matches apiece. I don't want them to start overloading these takeover cards. I don't think that's going to be on takeover. Now, that match will be on regular TV. I think what you have for the takeover card is what you're going to have. You'll just have this, the next week of build. You throw Charlotte into the mix. That'll be your week. Your I, uh, go yeah, home show. I can see the it. cruiserweight title being more like a TV title on NXT. Pretty, yeah, kind of like uh, the way NWA does the TV title. Yeah, like it'll be defended on the show pretty often. NXT yeah. does our uh, NWA does the TV title though. Now they have that thing called the Lucky Seven rule, which if you defend. The TV title seven times in a row successfully, you automatically get a heavyweight championship shot. Love it. Which is, it makes so much sense. Love it. Yeah, that's great. Whoever thought that, of that is a that's fucking how, genius. That's how easy it is, though, WWE, to make shit, to, to make every match count. If uh, if a guy, if you made that rule in the WWE, that would make every TV match for that holder count. Right. You know what I mean? It's you can built-in like, storytelling. It's right. built-in storytelling. Um I think that'll be good. Whoa, 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 whoa. Omega and... Uh, oh, Omega Pac. and Pac. Yeah. 
30-man Iron Man match. I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, we... We're going to have a cage it, match and a 30-man minute Iron Man match. Yeah. I know that Adam Page is getting our attention, and well, he should because, like you said, he, you, he went from who is this guy to now one of the more compelling characters. But I'm telling you right now, this 30-man Iron Man match, this is going to steal the show. You watch. When is that show? Uh, is is that, it the Atlanta one? Yeah, I think it is the I Atlanta thought the, one. I thought that, that'll probably, what, I don't know if it'll open the show, because it's the same as the cage match, right? It's the same week, or, or are those different weeks? Is it called Revolution? No, 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 no. I think it's no, two Revolution's different weeks. in Chicago. That's I a think, pay-per-view. I think Page, oh, no, Page. I think Omega and Pac is next week, and then the week after is the Atlanta show where you would have Warlow gotcha. and That makes Cody more Rhodes. sense. Don't quote me on that, though. Yeah, we're good. We good? Yeah, That's going to do for our three count. One, two, three. This is banned from ringside. Jason, why don't you tell us about F&B Eatery? F&B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton, Southampton and Marquette. Check my boy Mike out. He's sliding them. Ooh, excuse me, sliding those. <laughs> That's funny. We just did a shot vodka. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sliding them. Uh, ah, let's try this again. I'm not editing this. No, don't. I mean, let me sit up here and suffer. Smash burgers is the word I was looking for. Let my boy Mike slur- serve you some smash burgers. <laughs> <laughs> that vodka, boy, let me tell you. 3453 FB Eatery. Telling that band for me. I said you. This is banned from ringside. All right, let's do week. some odds and ends. Uh, Tuber Zach actually went above and beyond and listened to the WWE investor call today, and there was some big news uh, at the top, very, very top of the uh, card, yeah, so, so to speak. speak. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, conspicuously missing um, from the investor call, which I actually listen to him every quarter. You can get him on WWE.com. Uh, the day that they happen, it's pretty interesting uh, stuff if you want to kind of peek behind the curtain and see their overall strategies. But uh, George Barrios was missing, as was Michelle Wilson, who's not normally on those calls, uh, but though they are the chief financial officer and the president of the World Wrestling Entertainment or Titan Sports collectively, and uh, they were both fired by Vince uh, just the other day. What do you think he said to them? Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, since Trump trademarked, you're fired. He, he didn't really. But, uh, yeah, apparently it's uh, over. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to It was me all along. Do you think, do you think he made them join the uh, Kiss My Ass Club? <laughs> you want to keep your job? I'm sure they probably got a fucking million-dollar golden parachute and the severance package. Oh, so. at least. Yeah. Okay, at okay least. so, I mean... What does this mean, I mean, for WWE? So, uh, on the investor call, one thing that was interesting, so they specifically asked about it, because WWE's t- stock, like, tanked after this, because, I mean, you can't really, if you're a public entity, you can't just, like, fire your president and CFO uh, out of nowhere with no backup plan and still have investors uh, very bullish on your, your stock strength, right? Especially with Vince doing the XFL, so Super Bowl's over, XFL starts, like, next Saturday. Everybody is is assuming, yeah, we have the Battle Hawks, that's the the Battle Hawk cry. Everybody's assuming that Vince is going to 
not be able to help himself and let the XFL run the XFL. He's going to be trying to take on everything, and now he's going to be taking even more on. And in this investor call, the last one of the last things he said was, I have very broad shoulders and I can take on a lot. Uh, but anyway, one of the most interesting things to come out of this. So on brand. Yo, yo boy. I oh, mean, yeah. he is just not going to let this thing go. Not no. even. <laughs> I'm dying this chair. God damn it. Imagine having so much money that you decide to lose $300 million on a football league Shit. just because you tried it once and your ego was so hurt by it that Shit. you had to try it again. Shit. Right. But anyway, uh, what I'm getting to is they were let go because of some philosophical differences about the future of the company and what the future of the company would look like and how they would reinvest and such. At least that's the the idea because on this investor call, Vince said that he is speaking to uh, the major networks like and the major players in the streaming services, which our major players are Netflix and Disney Plus and um, – you know, the major networks are NBC and Fox and stuff, and that's where WWE's getting all these millions and millions and millions of dollars and why they're so profitable. But basically, talking about selling the rights to their specials like WrestleMania and Royal Rumble and stuff like that. So the WWE Network, as we know it and have known it for the past couple of years since it's been out, and Michelle Wilson was one of the ones that pushed Vince hard to do this, is may not be what the WWE Network is now very soon. So this this announcement could be made. Vince said if this deal goes through, they'll announce it in this first quarter, so within these next couple months. Who knows what that deal is, who he's actually talking to, but you know, you might not be able to pay your nine ninety nine a month and get your WrestleMania uh, in April. They're going to a tiered system, right? Uh, they've been talking about going to the tiered system for a while, but uh, the way that he talked – today was why would we not just accept massive rights fees for our properties and put them on another streaming service so maybe it's disney and maybe it's espn plus right uh ufc is having huge success uh they just sold a million pay-per-views with conor mcgregor uh, it's five bucks for espn plus and then i think it was 65 dollars on top of that 64.99 and they sold a million pay-per-views on streaming um so i mean wrestlemania that's that's seven million dollars right there uh, that they or seven sorry, uh, they sold a million pay-per-views um, at seventy dollars. That's seventy million dollars right there. So if WrestleMania was seventy dollars, there's a lot of people that'll still pay seventy dollars for WrestleMania. Oh yeah, Shit, for yeah, sure, rocker. So Ain't it'll no be way. interesting. I mean, basically, long story short, uh, WWE and the network might not look exactly like it does now, and it might not exist on the same form and fashion so uh it'll be interesting to see definitely something to look uh look at going forward any thoughts on that jason uh the tier system is something that they have been p- kind of playing with for a while um as a person that does still pay for the wwe network um i'll just say this if it's a system where i have to pay more for the right to see the pay-per-views, that's going to be kind of a, a sticking point for me. I mean, I really don't watch the WWE Network except for pay-per-views. I don't watch their specials or anything like that. I um, mean, and now NXT's on TV. That's which the thing, right. Yeah. So, I mean, now you're, you're Take, kind of— Takeovers or not, though. That And that's, that would be probably the sole reason. Even then, it'd be like hard two to beers— give up, No, it'd like be hard to give up said, takeovers. Yeah, you can still watch Takeover. Okay, let's don't get it twisted. 
There's plenty of people that watch takeovers that don't pay for the network. Yeah, I got a fire stick. Okay, so now that said, let's not act like this is, you know, that and all to be all. It's going to – Vince is going to get his money because Vince is about his money. But that said, I think that if you think that fans are just going to come willingly like you're the Pied Piper, you might have another thing coming. This is banned from ringside. Okay, uh, Angel Garza made an appearance on Raw this week. Uh, we – Spoke about him earlier, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, or Andrade, however, if you're into the whole brevity thing, is... His name uh, is Rocky Mayavia. It's not The Rock. God, I can't stand Vince shortening the names. It's Rocky Mayavia. That's a really really good point. He shortened that motherfucker up. Antonio Cesaro. Uh, So, Andrade's out on a wellness uh, wellness suspension. I... You know, I guess it could be a lot of things. They never said what it was. It's, you know what? I'm not even going to speculate on what it is. No, but what I speculate. do what I do appreciate is that WWE didn't um, didn't stop the program. What they did was they gave Zelina Vega Angel Garza, and Zelina Vega came out with Angel Garza, who ended up fighting – uh, Umberto Carrillo, and his then ended, ended up having a match with Rey Mysterio, who I think is also his cousin, right? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Rey Mysterio and Angel Garza. Now you're just being know. racist. I just, I guess, I got some. I mean, I think it, I did, I think it is funny that the U.S. title has only included luchadors for probably the last four months, and and Bulgarians, I, I, I and I, Latinos wrestling Latinos. I mean, I yeah. If uh, if one of if Vince's wife wasn't in the Trump cabinet, it would almost seem like he was trolling Trump. But I know that he's not. <laughs> but um, Angel Garza had a really good match. Angel Garza is a fucking stud. Angel Garza is a star that is ready to be put forth into the world. Uh, Mysterio put him over, and then he put Mysterio down with the uh, the DDT on the on the exposed floor which was pretty awesome. Uh, thoughts on Angel Garza, JCB? I agree with everything you said. Uh, I think his match with uh, Tyler Breeze was really, really good on NXT. Obviously, a good showing on Monday Night Raw. Um, in my fantasy world, I would love to see Garza, Andrade, Selena in some sort of faction to go long-term Probably not going to happen, but that's just me. At I mean, Andrade of- Garza would be a good tag team. Yeah. While, while you're biding time for one of them to move up and Yeah, whichever a, one you want uh, to elevate. Yeah, I think Andrade, they're both talented. I just think Andrade has more of an upside when it comes to pushing him towards the top of the card. Now that's, They're both incredible workers. Yeah, that said, I, just, I really think that it's going to take – a little time for Garza to kind of find his footing on the raw roster. If this is going to be long-term, it, it could be just for the 30 days, and then they just switch it back to where Andrade takes over the program again. You know, time will tell. But Angel Garza is everything that he was advertised to be and then some. Yeah, and, you know, it also might be just a little test, you know, because they have the room to do that on Raw where Vince might say – or. Maybe somebody else like Heyman or Hunter was like, hey, let's bring up Angel Garza to see how it looks. And 
Oh, man, when Angel Garza, I thought that was a pretty good promo. He seemed a little nervous, but when he ripped off his tearaway pants and was ready to go, I'm sure Vince looked at him and saw a star just the way that everybody else did because he held himself really well his first time on Raw. Yeah. Zelina Vega is a great manager. I would love to see her not necessarily have a stable, but maybe uh, manage just a bunch of individual wrestlers before she gets a stable, something like that, like... I'd be down with any of that. Now, if you're not going she's to, she's great. Her, if you're not going to use her as a wrestler, and she can always do a hurricane rana when you want one. Yeah, let's use her in this manner. If there's a stable, let her have the only stable on Raw or SmackDown, whatever the case may be, and just work off it like that. Just like I said, all of this is probably just fancy booking, and I'm wishing for something that's probably not going to happen. But I think if you did it. With Paul Heyman directing it, I think this could be something that could be good long-term for the next, you know, three to six months. Two beer, anything to add? You guys said it, man. Uh, Angel Garza has star power. He's definitely got more of a command on the English language, it seems, than Andrade, which is an upside in the eyes of Vince, at least. Andrade's got everything. He's a proven money draw. I mean, the dude has, um, you know, um, oh, fuck, why am I blanking on his luchador name he's what's his fucking luchador name anyway he's a proven draw bailey <laughs> no. i think that's why <laughs> bailey just ran out and like a, a young <laughs> bailey just ran out and take over brooklyn and i mean like bailey running is great for obvious reasons so stop which is pretty They're much not, uh, really i don't know okay um uh, hold on a second this is banned from ringside. What do you think about uh, Randy Orton coming out and not saying anything in his follow-up to the Edge program, Zach? Uh, it was definitely a kind of old-school, like, heel thing. I like that. It was long. It was like a raw, like, lengthy kind of, like, opening segment, right, uh, for that. But uh, definitely, like... We were talking about before the show. It it extends this feud. It's good to have Edge off of the television for a while. Legitimately, like, not just not showing up, but, like, they talk about him having this injury, and he just came back from injury. So it's a really great storyline. I think Orton is perfect for this role. Uh, this is going to be one of the highlights of WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm excited for it, Jason. No, I agree. Um as long as Edge stays out for an extended period of time, I think that's how you're going to make this storyline work. Um, like Two Beer said, I think Orton is perfect for this role. He's always been the better heel than the face. Even if you had him like him as a little gray area, anti-hero, whatever you want to call it, I just think that Randy Orton just makes as a better heel than anything else. This is right up his alley, and as long as – Paul Heyman is pulling the strings. We should have a good program going. I mean, Raw has been good. Raw has been w way better than SmackDown. I haven't even seen last week's SmackDown. I, I just know that well, they ended the with end the dog, dog food, food and that was that's all I need to know. Ho hopefully that's hopefully that's the end of it. Uh, no, because I mean you you still have to build towards Elimination Chamber. Um, Hopefully that's the end of Corbin and Reigns. No, that, no that, they're that's, both going to be in Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I know, but hopefully that's the end. Like. That is classic pro wrestling. Like, the baby face got embarrassed with the dog food thing. I can't even believe I'm doing this. I hope my parents aren't listening. He <laughs> <laughs> got embarrassed with the dog food thing. That. Reigns went over at Royal Rumble, and now 
Corbin has done the dog food thing, and hopefully that part is over. Um, real quick question, guys. Do you guys see Aleister Black having a WrestleMania match? He beat the jobber the other night. There's a couple months left. There's two months left before WrestleMania. There's eight Raws left before WrestleMania. He cut a promo afterwards. They gave him time to cut the promo. Do you see Aleister Black getting a WrestleMania match? I know he's like one of like Heyman's like five, right? Because like Heyman really likes Ricochet, Drew, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy. Like those are besides Brock, those are like his guys. That makes right? sense. Yeah. And does that necessarily equate to WrestleMania match? I don't know. I don't think so because there's only this card can only be so long. And it's always already bloated, and the fact that he's not in something now, I don't, I don't know. We're we don't know all, we don't know the whole card, but I don't know if they'll drum something up for Alistair Black or not. I mean, really, the only, the only parts that we can really say with any sort of authority, or with any sort of confidence, is Ripley, Flair, and Mac- that might not even be on WrestleMania. Nah, well, yeah, you're right. But uh, McIntyre, Lesnar, McIntyre, Lesnar, and then probably Edge, Orton. Bray, Roman, Edge, Orton, Edge, Orton, Edge, Orton's for sure. You can you can write that in pen. Yeah, that's going down. Unless he challenges for like one of the mid card titles, because they pretty much they throw every title on the show. You know. Do you think Buddy Murphy's going to get a WrestleMania match? Yes, he'll be. They'll be tag team champions still, and they'll defend it against fill in the blank. So you don't think it's going to be Rollins versus Owens? Nah. You don't think AOP is going to – you don't think Viking Raiders will win that back and it'll be Viking Raiders versus AOP in a, a battle of the lard asses? That's what it'll be an eight-man tag in the pre-show. and oh, Rollins, dude, Rollins no, will go from stop, winning stop, the title and stop. being a beast slayer to pre-show tag team no, guy. Don't go, don't do that. I'll tell man, you what, man. AOP versus Viking Raiders – Way as much as eight dudes. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that, that, that would be the match. It's just they obviously went with Seth and Buddy for a reason, so I would assume they are going to hold the tag team belts until WrestleMania. Okay, I don't want to get away without this is banned from ringside. Talking about Zack Sabre Jr. Whew. versus Will Ospreay uh, for the Rev Pro Heavyweight Championship that was on New Japan. Uh, New beginnings. It was February 2nd. Um, it was a killer 30-minute match. Thoughts on it, Jason? I know I didn't vote for Will Ospreay as Wrestler of the Year for 2019, and he's trying to make me regret my decision <laughs> off the bat. I thought this was an incredible match, even though Ospreay loses – via referee stoppage. I think that was a great way to to stop this match. It gives the out of, okay, Will Ospreay didn't quit. He just passed out. He couldn't answer Red Shoes directives, whatever the case may be. That way, Zack Sabre Jr. comes out with the queen win, and I think queen wins for heels just elevates them a little more. It it's about the chase for the baby face. Got credibility. Right. And if you if you have a heel that can, can consistently win, that's going to draw money because at some point you're going to want to see this Joker lose to your favorite baby face. Okay. That's Zack Sabre Jr. in this point. So obviously, I shouldn't say obviously, 
Uh, a couple days later, Will Ospreay has pinned Zack Sabre Jr. in a multi-man match and then challenged him for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight title. So that's the that's the match that we're going to get, in, I believe, in March. Anyway, if you haven't seen this match, go get your – steal somebody's password. Track it down. Track it down. Do what you need to do. This is one of those matches that you have to see just for the simple fact that it is a great work rate match. If you're a work rate guy, this is a match you like. If you're not, disregard anything I've said up to this point. Um, like I said, I thought this was a really good match, and it just – for Zach, for me, Zach Saber Jr. I think is the one of, if not the best technical wrestlers in the the world. This match just reinforces everything I thought about him, and Will Ospreay for that matter. Ospreay is going to be the next big star. It's just going to be a little bit until he gets to the top. To be Zach. Yeah, I was lucky enough to watch this match twice today because I watched it today, uh, this morning when I was catching up on New Japan. Uh, watching those like full shows, I haven't watched last night, but I watched like the other shows. They're like four hours long, so it takes a little while. Oh, uh, but I, I watched say the last couple were like two and a half. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, the la- I watched two that were the four hour shows. Yeah, I but I watched them the all the way through. The first I, one is the, is the long one. The last one would be the long one because I love it. But uh, I watched it today, and then I got here and watched it with Bill, and just reinforces you know my pick like, and tender. of the yeah and tender Mahal of the pick of Will Ospreay because like Jason said Zack Sabre Jr. is the best technical wrestler in the world for sure like we don't really see it from Daniel Bryan like that would be the dream match right those two for sure uh but Will Ospreay proved that he can get in there and do it almost as good as Zack Sabre like he doesn't do as much limb manipulation and stuff like that and, and the creativity is not necessarily as much just because Zach's in a totally different league. But that dude can chain wrestle. For all the people that act like Osprey's just flips and shit, that dude can no. chain wrestle like a motherfucker. Yeah. I, if, if, I, I don't know if anybody's out there saying that. If they are, they're, that's insane. Just quick sidebar. Did you see the – I know it's a dirt sheet uh, story, but did you see uh, Triple H is very interested in signing uh, Okada? I mean that would I feel like that would just go without saying. It's like it's like Yeah, why not? COO of largest it, wrestling company in the world interested in signing most talented wrestler in the world. Okay. Right. All right, but then here's the okay, thirty two year old best wrestler in the world. Then here's yeah. the better question. Do you think it would work? Let's say it happened tomorrow. No. No, no I don't think it would work and I don't It wouldn't even, work for me. It wouldn't work for us. It would work for Okada because he'd make more money. But it wouldn't work artistically, if that's what we're talking about. It wouldn't work in Do terms of... Do you think that Okada could come to the WWE and have success? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, he would be top guy. Yeah. he is a top guy. No, you know what? You know why you I think, think so? You don't sign in a, a fucking Kazuchika Okada without... I mean, I know TNA didn't do anything with him whenever he was younger, but... Here, here is the reason, and let's just compare him to the last two uh, NJPW guys that have been signed... For big time WWE contracts, which would be uh, Hideo Tommy, Kenta, and Nakamura. Uh, Okada's whole thing is just kind of being cool. You know, it's not very flashy. He doesn't really do a whole lot with his in ring facial expressions or anything. Like, it's all expressed through his wrestling. Now, that's why I don't think it would work in WWE. But see, that's why I think Nakamura didn't work, is because they tried making Nakamura 
and I, I mean, it, maybe I'm out on a limb here. Nakamura has not worked in WWE, right? No. Like, they've they've shoved him down everybody's throats, but it's not like he's on fire. It's not like people go crazy. I don't he's know got, if they shoved him down their throats, and I don't think he's he, underutilized they, or anything. I think Nakamura's in the twilight years of his career, and he's taking a paycheck, and he's going surfing. Like, that's... That's all Nakamura. I mean, doing. That, that's all well and good, and I, I'm not. I won't disagree with that either because he's a full ten years older than Okada is, probably. But and so was Kenta, but Okada just is just cool, calm, collected, and just whoops ass. Uh, I can't hear. I never want to hear Michael Cole yell risk control. But oh God, yeah, the gimmick. I, I mean, Shinsuke became the artist. Like, I can't even imagine, you know, would they even keep the Rainmaker? I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I know. It's, it it would suck. But, I mean, it would definitely a bigger, be a bigger paycheck for him. Yeah, I mean, Okada's making, you know, more than a million dollars a year for New Japan, I'm sure. But he's one of the few guys that are. I'll say this. It would also open up the top of the card at New Japan, which I'm not saying would be a good thing because I love Okada, but... You know, I also love Sonata. I also love Evil. Like, those are guys that I could see fighting all sorts of matches. You know, I could see those guys headlining Wrestle Kingdoms. Like, they're, the difference between them and other top guys in New Japan is not It's not a canyon. You know, it's just no, a little creek. No, it, I'll, I'll just say this. This is The main reason I don't think that Okada would work is that WWE is based off of characters and larger-than-life characters. That's why Roman Reigns gets all this love. That's why Bray Wyatt gets all this love. Yeah, but th- yeah, but those guys had to be manufactured. Why does Daniel Bryan get all this love? He's not larger than life. He's larger than life in the sense that he is the ultimate underdog, and he, he has the history of overcoming such great obstacles. See WrestleMania 30, okay? <sighs> Okada can't come in the way he is right now and have fans invest in him. He's not enough. He's not charismatic enough you know, when Tender, for the WWE fans. When Tender Mahal was here earlier, uh, before you got here, he and I and Zach were watching Saber Osprey, right? And Tender was talking about how American wrestling is all about big personalities and Japanese wrestling, not not necessarily Japanese people, but... The wrestling that happens in Japan is more about what happens in the ring. Right. Totally get it. But that doesn't necessarily apply to NXT. Now, I know there's big personalities in NXT, but there is also world-class wrestling in NXT. No doubt, right? Killer Cross is probably going to NXT. Yeah, Killer Cross just got signed. Yeah. Yeah. Tim and Timothy Thatcher. Okay. All right. So now Killer Cross. I think he'll have success because he has that character and he has that charisma on top of what he can do in the ring. I think that's a slam dunk. I I think Okada has charisma. He just doesn't he doesn't speak the language and I don't know if it'll translate. That too. You know, but Okada's got charisma. I know this this is such a this is such a uh this is such a coverall for like what you want to happen or like like whenever somebody comes in that can't talk very well, this is what everybody says. But what if you gave him Heyman? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I know that's because. But what if you gave him Heyman? What if you gave Okada Heyman? But the what if you gave him CM Punk? But the thing is, I can't see Okada really as I don't know as a heel. I just 
I love Okada so much. I don't want him to fuck up what they have going in NJPW. I'd like to live in both dimensions where I could watch them both happen all at once. But I hear you watch me. need to visit Doctor Strange. No, that's that's Watchmen. That's a uh, Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. I mean, you could do that too. It's a different universe, Marvel and DC. Okay, see, plenty of room for everybody to get along in this motherfucker. Bill's head's gonna <laughs> cave in. This Marvel Anyway, uh, watch DC. Damn it, go watch Saber versus Osprey. It fucking rules. And then keep keep it on and watch Okada versus uh, Taichi. Mm, yeah, see the best Taichi match you'll ever see. Ever, 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 ever I, match. I like Taichi more than either one of you guys do. Uh, and the fact that I'm sitting up here saying that this is probably the best match I've ever seen him have, and it, but I, I also, felt like it almost he's gonna beat Okada. Shit, that's I, a must see too. But I also like. Yeah, fuck Yano. Yano. Yeah, I, I thought you were gonna say Miho. Hey everybody, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, Connor, the recently departed. Well, he's not no. dead, but he's gone from WWE. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Connor is forty. Big Show is forty-eight. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Classy Freddie Blassie. R.I.P. Dead. Uh, One o two. Jim Neidhart, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, R.I.P. is 54. Sensational Scary Sherry would have been 62. Ishimori is 37. Ken Shamrock is 56. Hernandez is 47. And Akeem, the one-man gang, is 60. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you guys listening to ours. Sing it, Daddy. For Vice, check. First thing in the Muller Mall, check. For Reva, check. For Millie, check. For Xander, check. For Tinder Mahal, check. For Evan B. Eatery, check. For Two Beers, Zach Coleman, cheers. For Jason Cornelius Bell, Kanichiwa, bitches. I am Pistol Heat Maravich, a.k.a. <laughs> Bill Bacon. Everybody, boo the heat. Boo, that's so good. <laughs> It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.